Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 343, recorded live on Saturday, January 18th, 2014. And here are your hosts. The man who's probably going to win the Civ game, well, a Civ game, Dave Pillay. Hi. The man who's not playing a Civ game, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who's probably going to get crushed under Dave's boot, Brendan Lapsley. Hello. It's not a, a sure thing yet. Uh, this has been a very interesting Civ game because the point spread in it has been so weird. I yeah. started very far down, uh, wiped out a computer's capital in like a couple turns, and so I got jumped way up to the top, almost twice as much as the second place, and then Bry caught up. And he and I have stayed within 50 points of each other the entire rest of the game. Whereas Julie and I have been like, you know, two-thirds of their score. Yeah, but scores, it, it's not scores an end-all indicator. No, right. but if you have a high score, you are doing well. Yeah, it's It doesn't it's mean you're good, going to win, but it no. means you're doing well. It's not an end-all, be-all, but it's a good comparison between players. So you have that point. Yeah, it is. But the sad thing is, is I may or may not be crushed under Dave's boot, but I have absolutely zero say in it. Yeah. Friggin' real-world people. It's all whether Bry decides to take advantage of the fact or not. Bry is upset that I'm about to win by taking over Brendan. So he has threatened to invade me. Yeah, also, Andy, this game is going to be one on points because we are less than 10 turns from the time limit, and no one will be able to win in that 10 turns any other mean, any other way. Oh, so we're not actually going to... Well, you're going to time out, so technically you've actually finished a game of Civ. Yep, in three se- uh, sessions. And three the third sessions session... Of- the third session is only going to be like 10 turns. But how long has each session been? Between four and five hours. The first one was four to five hours. Last night we probably played six or seven. This is why we really need to set up a pit boss game. I can look into it later today, especially if we finish our existing game. Because I'm all about playing any- Civ, but six, seven hours in a row, that's... Well, so Too much. okay. So if you're if you're really going to do this without pit boss, all you have to do is set aside like an hour and a half, two hours a week. You'll finish the game in a little over a month. True. That way, you don't stay up until three a.m. playing. I was only up till two playing. Yeah, the other three of us are in Eastern time zone. <laughs> so Dave, how's the snow in Wisconsin? I got so much snow. We're getting another like two inches this morning. I, uh, where? Why? Did you build your snowblower yet? Yes, I put together the snowblower. It's, we've had one day above freezing this month. Not like Michigan where, you know, two weeks ago we got absolutely slammed with snow. Last week it was in the 50s. This week, eh, you know, 20s, getting some snow here and there. hate you guys. Let's see, our maximum temperature this month was 44. Our average temperature was 40. So we're still above freezing for the average. Where are you looking this up? Weather Underground. Can you look up Wisconsin's? Because I'm lazy and don't want to open the window. I'm rolling my eyes at you right now, just so you know. That's right. We all do that. Let's see. Wisconsin for the month. Maximum temperature was 41 degrees. Average maximum was 22. Mean temperature, 13 degrees. Yeah. It's been cold. Mostly staying indoors. But you're going to have to, you know, snow blow your driveway at some point. Yep. The problem with the snowblower is it's it's only good if there's a lot of snow. Like the snowblower doesn't clear the driveway. It just moves most of the snow so that you can then go out and shovel. If it's anything between like half an inch to three inches, it's really not even worth taking the snowblower out. Yeah, because then it's not even that hard to shovel it though mm-hmm. yeah you just well, get one of the big snow shovels and you just slide it down the driveway yep i also spent an hour this week trying to because we we had a warm day we had a day where it was like 38 degrees and so we tried or i tried going down the the street looking for the drain 
and I couldn't find it. Just like the sewer drain, you mean? Yep. So I spent an hour breaking ice on the side of the road, trying to find where the drain was so that I could clear it out so that the melting water could actually run down it. Hey, Dave. Yeah? Why didn't you use Google Maps? Street View? Or just Satellite View. You could probably see the drains from the Satellite View itself. I'm going to check that right now, because that would have been a brilliant idea, if it works. Yay, apartments. Can not see it. Maybe with Street View. Let's find out. Wait, you actually have Street View in your area? Yes, I have Street View in my area. Huh. Uh, it doesn't look like there is one. That's always fun. So there's no drain on my road. That's even better. Yeah, there's there's no drain on this road. Hmm. So anyway, uh, did we want to you know talk about things that aren't David trying to find sewer drains or but games of But just picturing Civ? you wandering around outside seems hilarious. It was really hot out, too, so, I mean, where the hell is the nearest one? Man, the things you would not expect to hear about on the podcast. Uh, we picked the name for a reason. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, that's the one thing about nice being about an apartment complex. I don't have to worry about shoveling anything. I just have to worry about moving my car so, you know, the pile of snow that they've pushed into one corner of the parking lot can be, you know, shoveled out of here. But yeah, we probably should, you know, talk about actual topics. Yeah. We've got a, a fair number. Some interesting things did happen this week. Um, which one do we want to talk about? Well, if you want to talk about, you know, apartments and houses and such, Google bought Nest. What is Nest? I Nest is a smart thermostat. I could use one of those. My apartment's so, thermostat sucks. It learns your habits. It learns like when you were home versus not home versus what you like it when you're home. And it's Wi-Fi enabled. Okay, why do you sound hesitant about it? It's $250. I see. For the base model. But honestly, if you got that and set it up really in a house, think about the energy savings. I don't know that there really would be be energy savings. If it turned down your thermostat when you're not there, so you're not using gas. Or you can just remember to turn it down when you leave. I mean, yeah, but keep in mind how forgetful and lazy Americans are nowadays. But then it's their own damn fault. Either way, Google is trying to capitalize on this. Google is trying to capitalize on this. Google spent an obscene amount of money purchasing this company. Yeah, $3.2 billion in cash. That's with a B. And Nest makes this learning thermostat. They just introduced a carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide smoke alarm. And that's it. So someone's laughing all the way to the bank? Yeah. Yeah, a $250 thermostat, $129 smoke detector, and that's their only two products. So is this like one of the first steps in a smart house? It like it is definitely a step in smart houses. I don't know if it's the first, but it's it's a step. True. So are like Google and Apple racing to build a smart house or something? I could see them doing that. Uh, I mean, Apple hasn't really said anything one way or the other. I don't see them getting into that. They'd be silly actually to get into it because they don't have the the any sort of basis for it. That's true. What do you think, Andy? Why did Google do this? My guess is they wanted the minds behind Nest rather than just the products. Because the Nest CEO is the guy who designed the Apple iPod. The original? The original iPod, yes. Tony Fidel was the guy who designed Apple's original iPod. And we've seen where that led to. So they wanted him? Couldn't they That's... have just hired him? My guess is he didn't want to leave the company. If you've got something good going on, this guy left Apple, for goodness sakes, to found Nest. Do you think he would leave that in order to basically join another giant technology company? I mean, clearly they were willing to pay $3 billion. So I'm pretty sure everyone has their price. True. And I'm pretty sure his price would have been less than $3 billion. Yeah, but how big is Nest? And are there any other oh, there's, technologies there's probably that they would other, have brought? Probably not other tech, but other... Um, like, this was not uh, an acquisition for patents. 
No, this seems... You think this is more of an acquisition for personnel? This is probably a personnel grab. Which is silly, because those personnel can just leave. Be like, I didn't really want to work for Google, and so I quit. But think about the fact that if Google... Because Google hasn't really been able to get into the home, right? You mean besides Chromecast and your phones and no, your, your, your phones is getting your into computers. You. Um, I mean, Google TV pretty. It was. It wasn't a failure, but it was not successful. Is anybody still doing Google TV hardware anymore? I think LG might. How successful is Chromecast? It was. Uh, for a $35 product, it's it's quite successful. I'm actually considering picking up a second and or third. Yeah, I should look into it at some point. I just have an HDMI cable going from my TV to my laptop. Yeah, me too. That's nice for streaming local content, but you know, if, if I don't want to drag my laptop downstairs, if I don't want to plug it in and take care of all the hassle, I can just grab my phone and stream Netflix to the Chromecast. Well, yes, but we are in a apartment that has three doors so buy a house things look different i would assume things would look different especially in the 3d sort of design where you have an upstairs yes an upstairs and a downstairs sort of thing yep and once again this is the third time wrath of khan has come up with me in the past two days i wasn't even going in that direction i was just thinking of 3d's design and how khan is the 2d anyway which is, I mean, really, it, it, that's, it's stupid. I'm sorry. That line in the movie, that whole premise is like, oh, well, he's only going to be used to two-dimensional warfare. Bullshit. Are you referring to the first Wrath of Khan movie, then? Yes. That would be why I'm lost. So, if you are uh, not familiar, the idea was, is that Khan was this great tactician and this great military genius, among many other things. But because he was from a time before space combat, he was only familiar with 2D combat and 2D tactics. And so as long as they kept thinking in 2D tactics, Khan would destroy them. But that they needed to use 3D tactics. Yeah, I, that's the weakest part of the movie. Yeah, I could see that just being like people just looking at it and going, really? No, I mean... I, it very few people look at it and go really very like everyone's like oh of course that makes total sense but no it makes see, total would, it makes total sense unless you look at it deeper yeah see i would figure someone who's good at tactics in general would be able to take in new information and you know manipulate it as needed you know kind of like ender's game style I right. was just going to say the gate is down. That just, it's another... Enemy's gate is... So you know what I realized about Ender's Game and the enemy's gate is down? I was younger than Ender when I figured that out. Do either of you remember the game Descent? Remember it, yes. Played it not more than an hour overall. Andy? I've never played it, so no. So Descent is a 3D combat game where you are basically a spaceship inside a mine. But you have free rotation of hitch, yaw, and roll. And so everyone's natural instinct is to put the floor down. But you don't have to put the floor down. I think the only time I ever played that game was in your parents' basement. Probably. It was a great game. But it, it's a game that taught me very early on that, like, down is entirely relative. And I would often fly through it upside down, quote-unquote. Uh, and it would totally throw other people off because I would move in ways that they didn't expect. It was a great game. I wonder how much it costs on good old games. I wonder if Hold it on, I got up. someone at the door. Sorry about that. That was a giant box I just got from the mailman. What is okay. in your giant box? I don't know. I'm recording the podcast. I'll check that later. So, anyway. Yeah, sorry about that. Hold on, I need to get my train of thought back up and running again. Oh, like it doesn't derail every episode anyways. <laughs> oh, like you're one to laugh. I'm sorry, what were we talking about? So, Presenting. speaking of derailing... Trains? Well, I was just going to say the fact that, remember there was that whole thing with the incandescent light bulbs that we talked about? That the 75 watt bulbs were gone? Yes. Yeah, what about? Well, Congress has other ideas. Wait, hang on. That, that, that statement, Congress has other ideas, implies that Congress actually has ideas in the first place. They do, they're just not their own. Okay, so who is suggesting something to Congress now? Well, Congress is suggesting something about the light bulbs. 
So the I gathered as much based on the your, Energy your Independence and Security Act of 2007, which was the act that started this whole LED light bulb thing, right? Yes. Um, that that's the that set the standards for energy and efficiency of light bulbs. Well, Congress just passed a giant omni budget bill, and in that bill was the fact that they're defunding the um, group that will enforce the standards. This sounds like a massive step backwards. A little bit. So the standards are still in place, but the bill eliminates funding to enforce the standards, so people can just keep on making incandescent light bulbs and not having to worry about getting, you know, fined for it. Now, is it just incandescent light bulb versus fluorescent, or is there, like, other standards like mercury or other chemicals? I do believe the standards just are based off of energy efficiency, if I remember correctly. I'll bet the materials involved, there's something else entirely. Yeah, the energy savings through improved standards for appliance and uh, lighting just says energy efficiency. Okay. So the standard exists, but no one has to follow it because no one can enforce it. Yes. It's like putting a stop sign in the middle of nowhere, hundreds of miles away from anything else. It's like saying that you're putting up a speed limit on a highway, but then you're not going to have any cops. You're not paying any cops like we, to enforce We promise said speed there will limit. be no cops enforcing. Yes. But the speed limit is there. Yes. The speed limit is there, but nobody is there to write you a ticket. So then it comes down to consumer education. Well, it's not even a question of consumers at this point because it's a question of whether the companies are going to now obey the standard or just say, screw it. Yeah, but if people only buy the more efficient ones. People are going to buy what's cheaper. Yeah, some people are. That's why I'm saying, you know, education. Because honestly, if you go for the more efficient ones – I think there are a few of them that, if you look at cost versus how long they last, are still cheaper. Yes, if they last the entire time. True. Most of my bulbs, fluorescent or not, tend to burn out after like two years. I feel like somebody needs to do a long-term scientific study on this thing. I feel like someone needs to find out why bulbs burn out so goddamn often. Most of the time, it's um, the surge of electricity when they're first turned on or off, I think, is the main wear of light bulbs. Yes. Well, of I, incandescent I light bulbs. I do agree with that because that's what usually fries the bulb is when you turn it on, it just goes flash and then it dies. But why? Why does that happen? Why is there not something in the bulb that would stop that? Because it would cost extra. The light bulb is pretty simple. All it literally is is basically just a wire resistor. Yep. A really it's, bad it's, wire resistor. It, it's it's a wire resistor that, because of electricity flowing through it, the resistance causes it to glow and produce heat. Yep. It's pretty damn simple. I'm trying to even think of how you would even cause... Because you still want electricity to flow through it. You just don't want as much of a surge through the... Uh, put a... a- I don't know. What, put another resistor in line with it? Oh, yeah, because that's going to work. Most lightning suppressors are, what, capacitors? Dave, you capacitors and I don't have the electronics the, background to hey, argue yeah, with Andy. I, I took an electronics class talking you about capacitors. Induction. A electronics class? Uh, ELE 100, I think. I got to build circuits. Ooh. Like complex circuits. At one point, I knew the color code of resistors. So did I, but I still admit that I would be lost trying to make light bulbs better. So they they have defunded the regulation. Yes, they have defunded the regulation. Okay, then. We will see more incandescent light bulbs coming back. So other speaking of other federal Government rulings, yeah, I was about to say, go for it. Oh, the Washington, D.C. Federal Appeals Court. Finally handed down an argument on FCC versus Verizon. Wait, we got to be clear because on the page it says Verizon versus FCC. You're saying FCC versus Verizon. It does make a difference. True. Okay, so yeah, Verizon was the plaintiff and the FCC technically was the defendant. So it's Verizon v. FCC. 
Yes, my apologies. Okay. Verizon v. FCC. In the Verizon and FCC case. Yes. The court has struck down the FCC's net neutrality rules. Uh, um. The reasoning behind this is because the FCC didn't have the authority to impose its rules because it defined broadband internet as an information service rather than a common carrier service like a telephone. The FCC defined it or the court defined it? No, the FCC defined this, uh, the ISPs. I think the ISP def- definition was back in like 1990 or something like that. Back before so, smartphones. Wait, can't the FCC just rewrite their definition and all of a sudden it applies again? I remember hearing about this argument for years and years about trying to classify ISPs as common carriers, and I think for some reason that the common carriers, you know, are fighting this. No well, duh on that part. Not even the common carriers. The ISPs are going to be fighting it. They like. That, being oh, that's what own, I meant. Yeah, they like being in their own special thing. Like, we're exempt from half your rules. Yeah, but you shouldn't be. Either way, the U.S. government just is not keeping up to date with technology at all, and no one there knows anything. Well, the FCC is trying. I mean, we've got the to FCC give that is track. trying. Yes, and they are yeah, part of the federal credit. government. It's, All right, here we go. Yeah, it was the telecom system that is screwed up. Okay, so telecommunication carriers are regulated under Title II of the 1934 Communications Act and the 1996 Telecom Act made extensive revisions to the Title II, allowing ISPs to exist as information car- carriers. Almost twenty years old. Yep. That said, think about it in this way. There were 60 years between the original document and the revision. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous looking at how old some of the telecom regulations are that are still in effect. And how they uh, haven't changed to adapt to the new atmosphere and new climate. Yeah, it's just like the uh, AM spectrum rulings are still based off of the, I think it was like the 1927 Telecom Act, if I remember correctly. Wow. I mean, technology progresses. How do they not understand this? Well, especially nowadays when technology progresses so quickly. I mean, how long ago did Blitz show up versus how prevalent they are now? The iPad would have been released in 2010? Maybe a little earlier, but not that much earlier. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, somewhere between like four and six years only. Oh, look at that. First iPad released April 3rd, 2010. But, okay, so the problem is, let's take the 96 Telecom Act. Most of the wording in the 96 Telecom Act had to do with long-distance calling and intercarrier compensation. Long-distance calling doesn't really exist anymore. Exactly. That's the thing is, he spent years writing this 96 Telecom Act, and even it it probably was out of date, what, four or five years after it was enacted? Probably. Once cable modems really started hitting their stride, it kind of took down a lot of it. I'm waiting for them to rewrite area codes. Rewrite what? The, the regulations on area codes and how they're set up. Yeah, because area codes really aren't, you know, prevalent anymore. Especially since if you called my cell phone, which has a 734 area code, I'm not there. Right. Like, it's completely meaningless at this point. Okay, not completely meaningless, but meaningless. So, no surprise, um, the FCC had a statement after that saying that they are considering all available options, including those for further appeal to ensure that these networks on which the internet depends... Which the internet depends continue to provide a free and open platform for innovation and expression and operate in the interest of all Americans. Pretty so much the question just becomes: them they'll fight it. Yeah, is this going to be a Supreme Court type of case now? Probably. Which the FCC, in their current situation, because they did not claim ISPs as common carriers, they're trying to enforce common carrier rules on things that they themselves don't claim as common carriers. So they have to. I, they honestly have to fix that first. And I think in order to fix that. I think that takes an act of Congress, which, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, they they have to get this taken care of, though, because this is going to be ridiculous. This is Look at the repercussions, the potential repercussions of uh, net neutrality not being there. And I know this is kind of an old discussion at this point. It's been going on for years. But what's it going to look like 
when they can tear the internet. Well, think of AT&T's sponsored data, which we talked about, what, last week? Yep. Now, does this mean that sponsored data can happen now, or is this more just like the first step towards it? Well, AT&T's sponsored data is on the mobile networks, which the FCC net neutrality rules that they tried to enact here did not include. They said that the mobile data, uh, the mobile networks were still in their quote-unquote infancy and therefore were not as robust as the regular landline networks. Right. But this is so. Let's just talk about the landline networks and the the you know having a, a wire coming to your house. It is owned by Verizon, and Verizon can say, "Hey, uh, Netflix, we will give your stuff priority if you pay us." And they can also then turn around and double dip and talk to the the users and say, "Hey, we'll let Netflix through faster because we're throttling everything that's going into your place, but we'll let Netflix come in faster if you pay us." And people will still pay. Meanwhile, I don't understand. It gets worse though because Netflix is paying for that faster access. Where do you think that money's going to come from? Consumers, right? So now your Netflix subscription is more expensive to pay for the faster access to Netflix that you're already paying for. Now, what's funny is the fact that, remember, I talked about having a state-run um, internet service provider? Well, government-run one. I remember uh, Hans called me and left, I think, like a three-minute voicemail message about how that wouldn't actually be any different. So I don't know what our options are. What What can we do as regular consumers? Write your about congressman it- and say, screw this, net neutrality is incredibly important. Move to Japan. Move to Japan, move to South Korea. Are you really going to want to move to South Korea right now? Is something going on with North Korea right now that I don't know about? Um, The current ruler of North Korea fed his uncle to a pack of starving dogs alive. Holy fuck crazy. That does not sound pleasant. No. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay being very far away from that. Wow. Yeah. Way to kill the conversation, Andy. Good job. Sorry. So another government entity, the FTC, not the FFC, but the F Federal Trade, right? Yeah, Federal Trade Commission, sorry. I'm getting my TLAs all screwed up. The FTC and Apple have uh, settled outside of court. Now, have either of you guys tried any of the apps they mentioned here just to see how easy it is? To purchase in app? Well, I, I have an older iPod, so I don't have access to most of the Apple products and the new stuff. But I have seen how easy it is and that like you can just keep clicking and it goes through. There's no check. There's no nothing. Well, Andy, you probably want to give a rundown on what actually is going on here. The uh, FCC said that a number of Apple customers complained about unauthorized charges in the tens of thousands of dollars to apps like Tap, Pet Hotel, Dragon Story, and Tiny Zoo Friends saying that the users were not told that entering their password would create a 15-minute window which their account could be charged for anything without further consent or prompts. Oops. Without any further consent. No, it's just you put in your password and then for 15 minutes. We can charge you whatever the hell we want and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, the password entry screen um, that would authorize in-app purchases gave no mention that users were entering their password in order to purchase anything. Oops. It's just you'd, you'd click something and you'd say, hey, please enter your password, and then you'd enter your password and you would buy something. And then for the next 15 minutes, if you clicked that same thing again, it wouldn't even ask you for your password. It would just automatically purchase things for you. See, that's one of those things like taking the extra steps online may seem a little annoying, but all in all, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's safer. Yeah. I think any future hypothetical children of ours, if they would exist, I think we could lock things down enough that we would not have to worry about things like this. I hope so. I hope I'm smart now, the other enough thing to be able to do that. Our, our emails sent, uh, you know, with receipts and things. That is also another excellent question. Our email receipts sent? Because I know if I buy anything on Google Play... An email receipt is sent to me as soon as it is purchased. Well, I know I work with a online shopping system, and if someone 
you know, has any kind of confusion about it, you know, one of my first questions is, did you receive a confirmation email? I mean, nowadays, that should be standard across the board. True. Heck, I'm getting confirmation email receipts for brick and mortar purchases now. Yeah, I've gotten a few of those. Which I think is actually pretty cool is the fact that I don't have to worry about where the hell did I put this receipt for this purchase of this chair? I can just look online and go, oh, here's the sales receipt for that so I can return it. Heck, now I'm actually getting uh, requests from some of my previous employers on whether or not I even want a paper W-2 form. Yep. Oh, I definitely went with the uh, electronic W-2s. Oh, those should be I bad. didn't because I have not gotten my one from the post office, and my guess is they're going to be mailing those out. The post office mailing something? Really? Yeah, I I think they're probably going to be mailing those. So, unless I have all my W-2s, it doesn't matter if I get one or two of them any quicker. Right. I generally try to get both if I can. Um, and then, if not, I'm just like, eh, whatever is easier. Or I just let my wife decide. Well, the, the only problem, though, is the fact that they would have to make sure it emails to me as a PDF. And rather, you know, because I would hate to go to their website and then access the W-2 through their website and then, you know, come back a year later when I get audited for some crazy odd reason and then be like, okay, where's my W-2? It's not there. It's not there anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's why we have a filing cabinet. So uh, I think we're out of government stories. About time. Freaking government. What's it ever done for me? Besides, you know, lots. Okay, well, what do we want to hit next? How about Cortana? Cortana? Mm-hmm. The, I'm trying to think of any other use for Cortana besides the obvious. She's from Halo, right? She is from Halo. She's a character from Halo. I'm trying to think of any other uses, but I can't think of any other uses, and I've waited too long. So Cortana from Halo, technically owned by Microsoft still? Yes? I, I can't remember who owns them anymore. Well, because Bungie split from Microsoft, but Microsoft got to keep Halo. Yes. So that means Microsoft still has Cortana. Yes. And I just looked up, there is one other use of the word Cortana, which is a fossil genus of medium-sized air-breathing land snails. Don't think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, probably not. Okay. So what about Cortana? She's a good character. Although sometimes a little she too is. powerful for her own good. Well, so, you know, the uh, Apple's got Siri, right? Ish. Apple bought a company that made Siri. It's on but Apple products. It's on Apple products. It's on Apple yes. products, right? Well, Microsoft's um, answer to that is going to be Cortana. And not only is it going to be Siri, but, you know, for Windows phones, but they're actually going to use the same voice actress. As in the game. As in the game, yes. I'm curious how much more time in studio this will take than, like, one of the Halo games. As far as, like, how long it will take her to record it? Yeah. I don't know, because there's... You you can try and have it record all the words. You could also just have it record all the sounds. And by it, I mean, like... How many syllable sounds are in the English language? Yeah, that's one of the big differences between, like, English and Japanese. Like, in Japanese, you could do it, because each character has one and only one sound. English, not so much. And God help whoever attempts to do it in Chinese. There are approximately 44 sounds in English. Oh, well, that's not that bad. Yeah, but then you have to think, how do you combine each of those sounds to form each individual word? Like, where is the line between the effort needed to record the word versus recording the sound and then concatenating those sounds into the word? The words are already defined. There's pronunciation guides. So you'd probably record the 44 sounds just for words that, you know, aren't under some sort of dictionary list. She's probably going to be in that studio for a couple of days, just eight hours a day, just reading literally from the dictionary or a dictionary. Think about Siri and think about what they did with that. Think about uh, any other system where it it can do any word. Hell, go to dictionary.com and there's a button that says click this and it plays the word. Someone did not turn record the entire dictionary. I guess I can see that. Five short vowels, so six long since... vowels. R controlled vowel sounds. Er, R, and or. Interesting. 
So, having neither of you two being Halo fans, do you think this would increase a Windows Phone usage? Maybe a little this bit. This is not but... a product to draw you to Windows Phones. <laughs> no, I mean, your Microsoft and Halo fanboys are probably the type who would want to go out and have the newest Apple products. Wait, but, wait, but wait. Your Microsoft and Apple fanboy, or Microsoft and Halo, you say, are going to have Apple products? Well, I mean, if you think about it, in terms of, like, Microsoft and Halo, that's console gaming. Then there's the Apple phones. There is no overlap between that. I disagree that that Halo players and Microsoft fans are going to go with Apple devices by default. I think in terms of phones, I would say they probably would. I'm going to have to disagree on this one as well. I think the Halo guys are going to probably be going for something like one of the new high-end droids or Nexuses. Nex, Nex, Nexi? Nexuses? I don't know, one of those new fancy Google phones. Okay, I I guess it's possible. I'm also picturing your typical fanboy as, you know, your college frat boy or, you know, your sports fanboy. True. So they probably won't get the champagne-colored iPhone, but they might get an iPhone 5S. Yeah, I'm differentiating between the Halo fanboys versus the people who enjoy Halo. The, All right. the only way I, I could actually see that is if they were Halo fanboys from like way, 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 way back when when it was originally going to be an Apple game. Yeah, I'm not even sure I see that, but oh well, whatever. All right, throw out the Cortana voice acting, just having a Windows version of Siri. Because you have Google now, but really, is that really something that is on the same level as Siri? Yes. Or pretty dark. I've never used any of these. I've tried to use Google now, and it's sucked. It sucked fish pee. I tend to use it pretty successfully. Maybe it just doesn't understand my voice for some odd reason. Maybe you need to stop saying especially. I wish, you know, I could actually teach it what I want to do, like most speech recognition software. What have you been trying to do with it that it doesn't let you do? Um, simple things like navigate to certain locations, set reminders for this at this time, set an appointment for this at this time. The voice recognition half of it just royally sucks. Oh, because I usually have pretty good luck with that. Nope, nothing on my like, part. Absolutely Remind nothing. me to do this at this time, or remind me when I get home to do this. Usually picks that up. I double click it and I I say set reminder for la 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 and then I just watch it just start just writing gobbledygook on there. So I get a reminder for next Tuesday about blah blah blah. So then I have to go into the calendar and edit to actually make it sound correct. And at that point I could have just gone into the calendar in the first place and set the appointment to actually sound what I wanted it to sound like. Okay, Google. Text Andy Lowe, this works. I'm not touching the screen. I'm waiting. Oh, now it's asking me what number. Dang it. I should have done text Andy Low mobile. There we go. So I had to click it twice. All right, let me try this. It wants me to text Dave Pohl. Did you give it access to your contact list? Oh, yeah. It's asking me which Dave did you mean, but I've got multiple Daves on my, well, e- my list not, it's for some odd reason. I said Polay, and it thought Pohl. I can't help you. But that that feels like let me let me let me back this up then instead of trying to defend Google now and say have you tried it with Siri? No, no I so have not. So you don't know whether or not you will have exactly the same issue. I'm just saying in general vo- vocal recognition with me has to be something where I specifically tell it how I right. sound. But your original statement here had been that Google now is crap versus Siri. I'm just saying that most of the vocal recognition stuff right now is crap. Can I just leave it at that? That it's crap for you, sure. I I tend to have pretty good luck with it. Speaking of crap, person to person, yes. Various person person. Speaking of crap, Pumaps? No, Pumaps. Pumaps? What? There's a in in SimCity. There's a Pumap. Also, oh, yeah. you can go, speaking of crap, 
SimCity. I was thought that's what you were going to be going for. I mean, there there is crap in the game, but the game is also crap. Which is why I never picked... I got a free copy of Mass Effect 3. So really, I got a $60 Ooh. copy of Mass Effect 3 when it was like $50 or $40. How much did you pay for SimCity? $60. How much have you played SimCity? Uh, I played the shit out of it when it first came out, and I could actually get on and, and connect. And... Then I'd start building cities, and they would not work because the AI is crap. Well, Dave, here's the question for you. If there was an offline mode, like EA said was not going to happen, would you still play it? Some tells me that won't fix the AI. If the AI were fixed, I might play it. So let's let's so clarify you don't, something. You don't, you don't really care I if do, an offline mode I is coming? I do want to clarify something, and it, it pains me to defend EA. But if you go back and look, they didn't say it was impossible. They said it was impossible without a very large amount of effort. Which is why I'm guessing it's finally coming out now. You know, what, a year after it was originally released? Oh, ten months, sorry. Trying to salvage what little they can out of it before they bury it. Oh, this, this was, they should have buried it after the third week. They should have been like, well, we're sorry. We screwed that up. Have two free games on us. And when we come out with the next version, which we'll do right, we promise you can have it. This was ridiculous. But they're enabling offline mode. And how many people care? I, uh, maybe a so handful. So here's the real trick if it has an offline mode, that opens the door to modders. Just watch this, like, two years after EA washes their hands of it, all of a sudden, a few mods later, it's one of the best games ever. I mean, really, all it needs is more city space and a better AI. The game itself is actually pretty tight. And what they promised was fantastic. What they delivered was garbage. The question, though, is, um, technically... There is a forum dedicated to SimCity mods now, mm-hmm. but they say that mods may not modify any .com, .exe, .dll, .so, or any other executable files of SimCity. Right. Does that mean that you're not going to be able to actually affect the AI? It depends on where they're storing the AI and storing the reference calls. It makes it a lot harder, but not impossible. I don't know. I honestly just feel like this is too little too late. Oh, Probably. The fact that they brought themselves back into the light with this is not a good decision. Especially since they are going off of what everybody considered something that they said was not going to happen months ago. And now it's just bringing, it's just dredging all the sludge from when it was first released just back up again into the news cycle. We'll see. I'm not sure that they're done with this. They sunk a lot into it, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if they're willing to throw good money after bad. Speaking of the story not being over, hey, look at that. More people are considered to have gotten hacked with that target Yay, thing. Except it's not just more people, it's more information. Not what? only more informa- was it your unencrypted credit card number and your PIN number, it also included name, phone number, home address, email, all in clear text. So glad I haven't shopped there lately. So here's the fun fact. I didn't shop there during Black Friday, not with any of my cards, but I got an email saying your email was in the list. We're really, really sorry. Have a year of experience identity protection on us. Yeah, Target is not doing so hot right now with this. Yeah, not so much. So, I mean, getting credit card numbers, yeah, it's very, very bad. But generally, there's not too much personal information involved. But if someone got all of that... They can do some pretty malicious stuff. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember the last time I shopped Target. Last time we shopped Target was Black Friday. Hey, look at that. So speaking of shopping, what's this up with Amazon? So Amazon was awarded a new patent, just like this last week, uh, for predictive delivery. Wait, yeah. what? The idea is they look at your history, they look at your buying habits, your spending habits, they look at a lot of, you know, all the information they have on you. And they say, "Ah, well this new movie is coming out. Let's for let's take as an example, you have purchased 
the first seven Harry Potter movies from Amazon on DVD. And the eighth movie is going to come out soon, and you haven't pre-ordered it. And Amazon looks at that and says, you know what? They're going to buy it. And so they ship it over to you. This sounds like it's going to go very badly. Anticipatory package shipping. See, I could see boxing it up and getting it ready to ship. That would make perfect yeah. sense. Actually sending it out the well, door, I, I think the, not so much. I think the idea is that they would ship it to a distribution center nearby. Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And if they can get that system working, I think it will be amazing. So then why do they actually need a patent to do that? Because they're greedy. Oh, they're patenting the algorithm, right? I don't know what they're patenting. But I, like the idea is it would be packaged and ready to go out the door. I don't see a problem with this, as long as they don't actually ship it until the order's... Hold on, I'm reading the patent right now. The patent is based off of the method of delivery. So what the hell that means, I don't know. We'll have to see when it when they take it a little bit farther. So forget same-day delivery. This is like precognizant delivery. Now Combine it just that helps with their out with their, with their, yeah, with the drones and having same-day delivery on things. This, You know what this would mean, though, is the fact that Amazon would need a whole lot more hubs. Yeah, but they were moving to that model anyway. We've talked about that on the show, that they were moving away from the like gigantic centralized places to much more uh, regional and local ones. But then you're losing the economy of scale. Andy, the only reason they used economy of scale, the only reason they had those giant distribution centers was for sales tax. You've already talked how, you know, if the sales tax gets knocked out for them, they're going to spread out everywhere. And it has gotten knocked out. They are in places like California, all over the place, Andy. No, I thought they still are not collecting in the entire United States. I thought it was just select uh, states. I'm trying to look up the states right now. All right, here we go. Arkansas, California, Connecticut, Georgia, Illinois, Maine, Minnesota, New York, North Carolina, Rhode Island, and Vermont are the ones that require retailers to collect mm-hmm. sales tax. So it's not everywhere okay. yet. But it's moving that direction. And I think Amazon sees that because they are spreading out. True. So is there anything else that you would like to hit before we start up the randoms? Wow, are we already there? Wii U seems to be failing and Nintendo's not happy. Yep. What else is new? Okay. The Wii U is an anchor and it's dragging down yep. Nintendo. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Random review, yes? Sure. Yeah, uh, It's your week. My week. I'm going to review, because I used it this week, and I, I have some rather strong words to say, the Cyanogen Installer. Now, this is the thing that Cyanogen put on the Google Play Store that's supposed to basically walk you through how to install yeah, Cyanogen. Yeah, it doesn't right? even walk you through. It's just like, all right, click this, now click this, and now I'm going to install. Oh, so it's an idiot it box. It is an idiot box, and it is very, 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 very easy. And if you just bought a brand new phone, go ahead and use it. You will be fine, and it will work, and it will do everything that it needs to do. If you have already rooted your phone or you already have been using your phone for some time, might not be the best choice because it erases everything, including your external SD card. Oh, everything. Does it warn on that? I I think it warned me and I don't remember seeing the warning because I think the warning is when you first install it on the phone. You backed it up, right? Yes, I had backed everything up on the external SD card. Oh. 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 That's painful. Like, I had backed up the apps. I had used titanium backup to back up a ton of the different pieces, so I'd have all my data. Dave, you can get, you know, external cloud storage at Dropbox. What is it, 50 gigabytes now for free? I guarantee Dave has enough local space on his system to back up his phone anyways. The problem was I had thought that my stuff would be safe on the external SD card. Not so much. Wiped everything. I'm now now trying to search for sad trombone again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm probably not even going to be rooting my phone. I don't think I care enough. I mean, that said, the newer version of Cyanogen is really nice. It's just the path up there caused some rage. That Yeah, that hurt. So what would your opinion be had you backed it up 
outside your phone. Uh, had I done everything properly, it's again, it's kind of like the idiot box. It's the like we will take care of everything for you so that you don't have to. And I kind of like to have a little more control than that, especially if it's going to do what it did. Yep. If you're an experienced person who's who's been doing things like this, who's been modding things, uh, then go ahead and do it on your own. Like you know what you're doing. If you want to get all the benefits of Cyanogen without having to worry about it, without having to dig through code, without having to read the forums for hours on end trying to figure out, oh my god, how do I get my phone unstuck from where it is right now and it's showing me this weird screen and I don't understand this strange error code. In that case, use the the, the installer. Yeah, I'm going to wait until they figure out what's going on with Knox before I uh, decide to install Cyanogen. It just breaks the warranty, doesn't it? Yes, it breaks the warranty, but I don't want to break the warranty. How long have you had your phone, Andy? Since about uh, Okay, June. is it a two-year warranty? Probably. Okay. So yes, in a couple of years, I could, you know, do that to my phone. Yep. Oh, that's right, you have the S4. Yes, I had the former flagship phone. Flagship? Flagship? Sorry. That's okay. what I meant, sorry. Maybe that's my problem with voice you recognition. I just start to slur everything. Problem with voice recognition software is you can't speak. Which is really hilarious that I'm doing an audio podcast for how many years? Six, going on seven. Yeah, but keep in mind, you know, Dave making fun of you for not being able to speak is probably part of what draws people. Really? Oh, man, I got to do that more often. It's the grumpy old men sort of thing that we've got going on here. So you would suggest Cyanogen if it's a brand spanking new phone and you don't know what you're doing. Then use the installer. That said, if that's the case, you might not be able to find the installer. It's not on the Google Play Store anymore. How long was it up there? Uh, about a week before Google said, stop that. You can get it from their website, though. Yeah. And their website shows you yeah, how to add it how your, you, uh, to your phone so that you can use it on the phone to show you how to do the installation. And it's still probably easier than previous. Oh, so much. Uh, so, iterations. so, 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 so much. But yeah, if, if you want to do it and have a little more control, don't use the installer. Okay. Time for the random topic. You rolled, I assume. The random topic I rolled ahead of time is what Disney princess would you consider your significant other to be? I I I cheated. Did you look up a list like no, I did? No, I turned around and asked her. That's not fair. That is the safe way. <laughs> yeah, my significant other is at work, so I don't have to. The question was not what signif- what your what's what is your significant other think well, that okay, she but, is but a Brendan's business princess. Brendan's looking up the list. I'm not looking up the list. I'm depending on Laura's knowledge of the list. Look it up and then use your own opinion of your significant other to answer said question. You're uh, this that was the freaking were horrible loophole. My significant other is sitting here going lame. So which one is your which which one is your significant other? Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be the case. I could see that. That's what I would have said for her too. And yes, I knew the Disney princesses before this happened. Well, how many can you name, Andy? Is there what nine right I now? I think there's more than that. I mean, they're uh, all, all right, according to this, guesses, per se. So the list I found said the following are all eleven official Disney princesses. All right, okay, so there's eleven of them. Hold on, let me see if I can do. This. Keep in mind, some of them are very new. I know. All right, so we have the princess and the frog princess. Anna. Not seeing that. We one. have. She's not really a princess. Oh, she's on. Oh there. no, she's the new version of that. Yeah, you're oh, right. Okay. Go on. Andy, you trying okay, to get so we have from Tiana. memory? I'm doing this from memory. Hold on, let's see if I can do this. And I have Kate here to verify that I am not looking at anything that is Disney Princess related. All right, so you got one. We have the Little Mermaid, which is yep. Ariel. Yes. We have Belle from yes. Beauty and the Beast. We have Jasmine from Aladdin. Yes. We have from Brave. What is her name? Yes, I'll give you that. Yes, I'll give you that one. Mer- Meriden or something like that? Merida. Okay, you have Cinderella. Yes. You have Snow White. Yes. You have Sleeping Beauty. Yes. I'm up to eight now. There's three more. Turn around and give us another one. You already said it. Mulan, you're right. There we go. There you go. It's not really turn around. It's turn on my right. So that's nine. There's two more of them left. Hold on. Uh, you counting right? Hang on. I think I see like four in this list you haven't named. Four? Should be three. 
Mm. Oh, no. For some reason, they have 13 in the official. But the at the beginning, I think it said 11. The 13? Holy crap. The final two, I am not going to blame you if you miss. Oh, is it like the one from Frost? Two from Frozen. Oh, you're, oh, you're right. The sisters. I didn't know they were already officially princesses. Yeah, they were technically princesses because one of them became a queen and the other one... I'm still looking at three official you're missing. Did he get all the classics? He got all the classics. Um, there's two that are kind of pseudo classic and one that I would call modern. I think I'm 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 the wells go on dry. Dave, do you think you can fill it in or are you looking I'm at the list? I'm not too? looking at the list, but I I didn't write down all the ones Andy said. Alright, Andy, you wanna know the three that you're missing? Yes, I would like to know the three that I missed. Jasmine you from Aladdin. Jasmine. No, I said Jasmine. Oh, okay, I must have missed that. Alright, so the two you're missing then. Uh Pocahontas. Oh, Pocahontas. And Rapunzel. Yep. Oh, from Tangled. Oh, damn it. God, I love that movie, too. You got all the others, except Frozen. But as I said, we can't really blame you for that, that one. That doesn't count. I haven't even seen that. Is it even that. out yet? I just saw that. Okay. Yeah, it's out. Oh, it's out in theaters. Is it out in video? Oh, it's not out in video, but they're actually, I think, they just got nominated for a couple of Oscars, <laughs> which were just announced. So Andy's going with Mulan for his significant other. Brendan? Yes. I've kind of narrowed it down to, like, three. One unofficial and, um, like, two of the official ones. Kind of a, a blend from Alice from Alice in Wonderland, Belle, and Sleeping Beauty. I'm not quite sure which one to pick. Oh, Belle would be a good backup choice. I don't know if she fits Alice. There is, there is like, a sense of innocence there. So that does fit. But there's also a sense of, like, naivete, and that does not. No, that doesn't. But I mean, part of it was also me thinking, well, she's always running late. But that's, oh, that's part the of white joke. rabbit that's late. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd probably have to go with Belle. And Dave? All right, so your two answers. What did she pick for herself, and what are you so going to pick Laura for her? So Laura had originally, when I first presented it, said Belle. Which, given how much she's been reading in the last month, I, I do not doubt in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and then she, she also mentioned Ariel. And I, I don't agree with the second one. The first one I do, though. I, I would agree with Belle. I do not agree with Ariel. Ariel is, is arguably one of the most selfish of the Disney princesses. I could see that. Like... If, if you could pick one as your role model, she would be the worst one to have as a role model. In your opinion, what would be the best? Probably Rapunzel. Oh, Rapunzel. I would say the girl from Brave. Yeah, well, no, Merida was, was also pretty selfish. Like, through most of the movie, yeah, at the very end, that. she's like, ah, oh, shit, I screwed up. I liked Anna from Frozen, except for the fact that she wanted to marry a guy after, you know, one day with him. That's not how it works. No, and Elsa, her older sister, who was also supposedly going to be a future princess, was like, you can't marry somebody after one day. No. Someone sounds like the smarter of the two. Yeah, which I'm not going to say anything about the movie since you guys have not seen said movie. Nope. I'll probably see it at some point. Just That's I why I'm not going to say anything. Also, if they are ever included in the Kingdom Hearts, then I will definitely know about it. So yeah, so we got some answers now for that. Okay. This is good. I think that's it. So I guess that's a wrap. Week. Yep. Take care, guys. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net Thank you for listening.